What you want me to start it? Yeah, do it. I can't remember what, how the, how was the voice. Dust it's the MFG cast, eh? <laughs> This is Tez Ritchie. That's what we sound like? <laughs> and the other host, <laughs> Kurt, and our other host, <laughs> D. Wyatt. Welcome, eh? So, the reason why... Tra- <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what every New Yorker sounds like. Minus the A. So, this is what we sound like to everyone else. I've, I had no <laughs> hey, idea. Welcome to the MFG, kids. Oh. Hey, hey, mamma mia. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> And, and the only thing better than the Canadian accent is your New York accent that you picked uh, up recently. Awesome. Just to let everyone know, that's not what everyone sounds like. No. Because <laughs> they don't talk to you. That's true. That's true. No talking. It would be, it would be dead silent. Yeah. It's all eyes down. Nobody cares. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, so we originally anticipated doing a nice little recording when you were going to New York. We never did that because we were, we were just lazy every Plus, day. it took away from our gaming, too. So you but know, a good type of lazy. We'd rather play games and record later, so... That is a good point. We can do this recording stuff anytime. Playing on Tabletopia takes a little longer. You know, when those Champions of Midgard games take about like four hours, you know. So as you, as you, if you're following us on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, you would have saw that we actually went to uh, New York to see Dan and Kim and friends and uh, play some games and kind of see the sights and take some stuff in. And uh, this is just kind of talking about, you know, what we ended up doing and uh, all the fun stuff that we ended up playing on on our vacation. So that's absolutely what I told Kurt. Personally, I was like, I'm like, man, we didn't get as many games in as I thought we would. You know, <laughs> well, especially especially when you know <laughs> one of us is trying to teach everyone how to play, and then everyone's joking around, and then it's yeah, like, it oh, le- hey, let's see how many times we can one up each other, and then three <laughs> weeks later, a game was played. <laughs> a 45 minute game is five hours later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know that did not stop when you left because uh, playing Hancha with Kim again recently. <laughs> you know, that's a game that should take about 20 to 30 minutes. And, you know, it's like an hour later. I'm like, can we please just do this now? Are we going to keep ribbing one another until this? <laughs> no. so that, this is probably why comedians probably don't play too many board games because nothing would get done. Yeah, right. Either that or they're the most intensely serious people when they're at the table. Like, that's what I want to say. <laughs> that's true. That's true. See, and that wouldn't be fun either. But the question is, when uh, you were up here, you did get to check out a decent amount of, uh, you know, you got to see some of the nice sites. You got to get a couple of games in. What would you say were some of those highlights for you guys? you want to go first? Sure. Thinking back to what we did, I wish that we would have, we got to visit Hex and Company, which is a... Uh, would you call it just a board game shop and play or something like that, Dan? 
Yeah, like Board Game Cafe. Uh, Board Game Cafe. Yep, that's the technical term. And right in New York City. And I would say that was probably my favorite or one of my favorite places, um, board game related. I wish we would have spent more time there thinking back and wanting to squeeze in other things and then being disappointed in the squeeze in. Not your fault, Dan. But not being like overly excited about the other things that we had seen that I thought I would like more. I wish that we could turn back time and have stayed longer at Hex and Company and played more games there and kind of soaked in the experience more because I thought that was a lot of fun being able to play. We played two games there that um, I don't think any of us had played, right? Um, yeah, that was the first. Herbaceous Sprouts, that was the first. Yep. yep. And then Quacks of... Quinlinburg? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to call it Quacks. And I think we both liked... Not we both liked... All of us liked those games. At mm-hmm. least, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. I liked both of those games. Yeah. Um, and to the point of wanting to, for sure, buy Quack somewhere, and no one has it. <laughs> and then um, Herbaceous Sprouts, which I could have bought there, and I thought, I'll just wait until we go to another uh, supposedly awesome game <laughs> store um, that's been around forever, and then they d- hadn't even heard of it before. So I kick myself um, for not buying it at Hex and Company. Yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought our experience there at Hex and Company was really fun. It was me, Tracy, Dan, and Logan. And unfortunately, Kim was working, so she couldn't be with us. But you know, I th- I thought that both of those experiences were were like instantly great experiences. Um, when we played Herbaceous Sprouts, I was like, you know. I understand. It seems like a lot of games are doing this now where it's like, oh, do you like this game? Well, we've got another version of it, you know? And, you know, sometimes sometimes I'm really on board with it and sometimes I'm like, do we really need this? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, I've come to find out with, like, a lot of, in my opinion, with a lot of Dr. Finn games, like, he could do, for me, no wrong yet. You know, it's like, we played Herbaceous. The first time, we couple times we played Herbaceous, the, the original game, I was... I think we didn't play it right or it just didn't come off right. And for some reason I didn't I like it as much. we played it right. I don't think it was, I think it was just something where I didn't like it as much as I thought. And then I played we played it again and I was like, wow, this is actually a really good game, you know? And then I heard that about this Herbaceous Sprouts with dice and I was like, okay, do we really need this with dice, you know? And the gameplay in itself, like, is, it's in that world, but it also has a different gameplay experience where I think you could play both of those and have fun with both of them. So... That was really fun. Oh, yeah. Adding the little board and being able to um, claim your territory or claim your um, sets and um, things like that before other people. I think that makes it a little bit different Mm -hmm. um, than the original game. Mm -hmm. Yet the art is amazing, as usual. Yeah. Which kind of captured me to Herbaceous originally. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I liked it. And I think what's cool about... Being able to be at Hex and Company, too, is being able to try all those games that you wouldn't be able to try. You'd just have to buy them. Um, They have, their library is so extensive. Like, you don't even know where to start. You just look at all the shelves and you're like, oh, my gosh. But they have it identified so awesome. Like, here's your two-player games and here's your party games. And, you know, are you looking for um, more of strategy? Are you looking for an adult game? You know, this, that, and whatever. And you can play whatever you want. You can eat there, and I mean, I don't know. We, I guess, we were just welcome there so much with 
um, the staff and, you know, just feeling comfortable that it was pretty, Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good overall experience. Like the guy that was working there, he's like, I'm from Michigan. And it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's like, we've never been to Michigan. I've never been to Michigan, but it was kind of nice to talk to somebody that's kind of around our area, but still it didn't matter. You know, he was very nice. And there was another gentleman there that was, you know, very welcoming and stuff like that too. And, you know, just, I don't know, it was just a very warm experience. It's one of those that like, you know, if we ever go back, like that's the place I'd want to go and stay for a while and yep. like make it, you know, even make a game day of it. That would, to me would be fine because like when, when someone is so warm and inviting and you can find all the stuff that you want to play and, you know, it's, you know, fairly cheap to play for a day. Like, you know, I, I think that that's immeasurable, you know, yep. so it's, it's fun to just, you know, have that experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like <clears throat> for me, Hex and Company Around here, like, uh, as I mentioned a few times in the past, like, around me locally, there is nothing left to go to for game stores or for gameplay. So it's kind of like, I have to travel about an hour to get to anywhere anyway. So Hex and Company makes it worth that trip, you know? it's The rates aren't too bad. It's like um, 10 bucks for a day at the library. And the games are in really good condition. It's, like, really clean and organized. Like you were saying, and uh, the fact that they had a lot of titles that are hard to find, even their sale area, right? I always find like really, you know, hidden gems. Like we actually both ended up picking a copy of Dice Hospital this time, which is great. Last time I was there, I found Kitchen Rush when I couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine got Dinosaur Island there when it was hard to find. Like it's a really good place to to hit up for those like you know, not like so much the outer prints and like lost to the ages games, but it is good for if you're trying to find something new. Yeah, they're usually pretty good at having it in. Yeah, <clears throat> and it and it's unfortunate that they didn't have Quacks, but like nobody has it. You know, they're I think they're doing another reprint this next month here in April, so eventually we'll see it. And playing that game was phenomenal too. It's like one of those, one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, everyone loves this game. We'll, we'll give it a try, and then you know, everyone's like, we need to have this. You know, <laughs> well, and it it's one of those games that we would have blindly purchased because we had heard about it at the board game convention that we went to kind of the north and that everyone loved it and we should have jumped on it when we saw it and we didn't and then it was gone we would have bought it and then we wouldn't have even played it yet which wouldn't have been out of the norm entirely for us but it was nice to be able to sit down and actually learn it and play it and everyone seemed to enjoy it yeah i mean that it went from a game that uh, every time I saw it, I was always like, ah, oh, it looks kind of simple. And then I played it, I'm like, man, this is something I wouldn't mind adding to the collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, a, I mean, it, it stacked a lot of different elements in it between those, what were they, potion cards? Is that what they called those? Yeah, it's like this, the recipe books or something. It's like, because you're all getting the ingredients. Oh, yeah, those. Uh, for your cauldron. But I mean, the one you flip at the beginning that can be purple, that, is that a Potion? Yeah, it's, it's almost like an event deck or something. Yeah, it's like kinda. something that changes the round. Yep, yeah. which I thought those were cool because that added another element um, based on what color it was between and then the ingredients. So it wasn't, it added more excitement because you weren't just adding numbers to go around a track. You were actually doing things with them. So if you laid out a red ingredient or whatever, then there you looked for orange ingredients behind it because then you could move it up more and... I mean, it it never gave, it gave the advantage to somebody who is behind, too, to be able to 
um, try to catch up, which I thought was cool too. Mm-hmm. Like they really thought about all the different elements of the game, which I thought was yeah. awesome. There was a lot of good things in it, like the the, you know, like what Dan said. He's like, I love like like the bag pool games, you know, and stuff like that. He's like, ooh, another one of these. That'll be fun, mm-hmm. you know. And then the you know the different uh, abilities with the different. Uh, uh, ingredients. Co- ingredients that you pulled mm-hmm. out and stuff like that yeah and then with the you know coming from behind thing in the event deck like everything was like a bunch of different things that are cool from a bunch of different games and put it in one yeah. and made it in a way where it's like you weren't feeling like okay this person is way ahead or this person has like a super duper advantage you know it's like there's lots of different avenues for you to win this game and for you to you know have strategy so it's like you know, this game could be one of those games that could play completely differently from game to game. And then we even played with a couple of, you know, books that had ingredients that we didn't even play with yet because that was just our first game. And you could just add that in for different variability like that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, the replay factor seems like really high on that one. I also like the um, just like the fact that like the catch up mechanic in that game was actually really interesting because sometimes like the catch up mechanic can almost punish somebody for taking first place. Mm hmm. Which, you know, it's kind of like, well, why should I do well if everyone else gets this thing anyway? This game did a nice balance of it. Like, if somebody was blowing you out, you can set... Like, you know, it did encourage you to play carefully. Like, you don't necessarily want to jump ahead 20 points in one round. Yeah. Right. But you're not penalized for constantly staying ahead of players either. Mm -hmm. Well... So I thought that was a nice touch. And the fact that just because you're behind, you don't have to feel like, hey, I'm not going to try on this game anymore because I feel like... I'm just getting like annihilated Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get a there's potential for you to not get annihilated for very long because you you'll you may have the advantage to move up your track your rat or your tracking marker for the next time. Mm -hmm. I mean it it could change entirely. So you know how like in other games you can you can be totally like just getting smoked and you're like there is no chance for me to ever catch up. Mm And this, I don't think that's the case. Because we watched people go up and down and, you know, one person would be in first place. And then, I mean, it was like a, it was like like a a race. Yep. It was, we were shuffling. Yep. So I know I, we have it tagged on what? Cool stuff. Cool stuff for when it comes back in. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to line up a, a chance to get at it. I looked at it for trades on BGG and it's always like, um, I mean, if you give me like the D to your car, I can probably let my copy go. So I think we're going to weigh that out of touch. Well, and the thing is that that always... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Like, I feel like sometimes we get too precious with these games. You know, it's like, okay, this thing just went out of print. So you know what? I'm going to say 200 bucks, and, you know... My first child. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, we don't need to do that kind of stuff. You know, it's... I like... I love games, but I also know that they're also just games. You know, they don't have to be... They don't have to be your precious. You know, it's like, obviously... You know, we're, we have this podcast for a reason because we love the games and we love talking about them, but we also don't have to put these things on a pedestal where it just takes over our lives, too. You know, so I, that kind of thing just always bothers me because it's like, obviously, I'm going to walk quacks, but I'm not going to go out of my way to just, you know, give just, somebody whatever they want. Yeah, it's, it's to me, it's just dumb. It's, well, it's, think- it's, it's like it's like seeing like anything, you know, like on eBay or something like that. It's like. Oh, I have an original NES in 10 games, and I want $1,000 for that. I'm like, you're crazy, you know? Well, some people <laughs> do that, though. I know. That's the, that's the crazy thing, is that people, what's the word I'm looking for? People, like, 
overvalue things. Yeah, exactly. And they and they push those things to be like that, unfortunately. And it's like, you know what, you shouldn't do that. It just it ruins it for everybody, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of like the nature of the beast of our hobby. And I mean, that's something that I wouldn't mind looking into more down the road for a discussion because sometimes, that, like, you know, those hard-to-find titles, like preto Porte, you know, they're reprinting it soon. It's going to be relaunched on Kickstarter. But, you know, somebody was like, oh, uh, you know, I, just, I got a message on BGG earlier uh, today, actually, where it was like, oh, you know, you're interested in preto Porte. I'll trade it to you for these eight games. Jeez. You know, and I'm like, that's you know insane yeah it's like it's <laughs> yeah that like could... it's not like a kingdom death where it's like there's like 400 miniatures and you spend 400 dollars for it it's yeah and i think now people are looking to trade it because it'll be back soon mm-hmm. and i think the same thing will be happening with quacks over time like you know when, once somebody gets sold their pre-order will be mailed to them in two weeks so it'll be like oh yeah i can trade my copy now just uh just give me that orleans deluxe and it's all yours mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. And then, so. then another thing, like this, I'm gonna put a pin on this because it'll eventually here too. Because I think that's a good conversation. Like even like, like when things come back like that and they put them on Kickstarter and then they make them like more expensive than the, what they were before. And it's like, yeah. okay, just because we all have a, you know, a fondness for something that we played in the past doesn't mean we need to pay double for that from what we did in the in the you know. Because they haven't the, done the nothing past. different with it. Or- yeah, exactly. Don't deluxify it on a purpose if it doesn't need it. You know, get to that point. You know, it's like, we don't need that. You know, just give us the game that we want. Now, speaking of the game that you want, what were some of the games that we got to play when you were up here, Kurt? Oh, we got, we got to play lots of games. We got to play a five-hour um, game of Core Worlds. <laughs> that was fun. And then uh, Kim, <laughs> Kim fell asleep, which was fun. Uh, what else did we Not play? Not because she didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Not because <laughs> I was so reading the rules us. or anything. But uh, no. Dice Throne, where Kim fell asleep. <laughs> uh, we also got to... <laughs> yep. yep. We were Dice actually Throne. playing the game at That's that point. Right. Uh, Dice Throne, the three of us got to play that. Yep. Got to play Dice Hospital. We got to play our uh, dance copy of that. And we actually bought a copy, too, so we'll be playing ours. Um, what else did we play? Lords and Ladies. Lords and Ladies. That was fun. <laughs> Which Kurt vandalized. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Because uh, when you name your Lords and Ladies, you're able to uh, use a dry erase to put their name on it. And then I decided to write on one of the other cards that was not dry erase. So it's it's forever you, embedded. So g- in good the thing uh, Dan's a good uh, a hardcore wrestling fan. So Kurt Angle's name is on a card forever for Lords and Ladies, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, what else? Did that we play? started off our time because that was our first game that we played when That's we got right. there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it will all forever be in our hearts. Mm, uh, we were also angel. yep. We're also uh, able to play San Juan, which was fun. I haven't played that uh, in real life uh, yet, so that was fun to play that. What else did we play? Little champions of Midgard. Champions of Midgard. Yeah, Midgard. and your uh, pre. Your nice preteen mat, which was awesome. We ordered that too. Darn you, Dan! Making us spend all the monies. We got the mat and the expansion ordered while we were sitting at his table. Yep. Along with other purchases, God, we spent a lot of money while we were there. That wasn't even. <laughs> and you weren't even leaving the house to spend that money. That's what made it great. I know. Yeah. I didn't even move my butt off of the chair. That's right. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. You said Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah, played some Lords of Waterdeep. We played Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island, which was awesome because it had been sh- sitting on our shelf for a while. Yep, I'm staring just, at it right now. Because we just hadn't uh, had the gall to you know pull it out and actually learn it yet. So that was fun to play that. Yep. Plus, we did play a lot of games. Like I just, I guess I thought we would have played more, but now that we're talking about it, I feel like we played 
like we did play a good chunk of games yeah definitely they just took so long some of them well the one thing that i was actually really excited really excited about when we were there is that we actually got to play three and four player games yeah which is something we don't ever really get to do it's usually just me and you maybe every once in a while we'll bring in logan for something but most of the time it's just you and i so it was nice to be able to play that you know four player game just to see how the you know different player counts if it was a benefit how it changes or, it. Yeah, how it changes it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and it didn't seem like playing four-player at any, three or four-player at any game was like, oh, I don't really like this as much, you know. It was just, it was nice to be able to get those games It just in. changes it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did we play anything else? Did we miss anything that we played? I think that was pretty much oh, most of it. and Dan, we also ordered the um, coins for Lords of Waterdeep on our ride home. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And also the um, broken token insert insert organizer is what I was going to say. Oh, my God. And also, (laughs) wait, we're not, I'm not done. I'm not done. And then also that card um, thing that we used when we played San Juan. Oh, the the card holder. We ordered that, the divider and the coins from broken token. And I was really, we thought was really nuts is that, oh, and the coins. In the coins, did I say that already? Yep, the- did we? Did I mention we bought the coins? Just kidding. <laughs> Is that they still charge shipping? Yeah, I don't think Broken Token ever gives free shipping. Yeah, we couldn't find anything to give us any sort of break. So we ordered all of that stuff on the drive home, along with pre-ordering for groceries to pick up. Um, so <laughs> we we were really like we just wanted the the drive to be over with. I think, like Kurt said, I think what was so cool was the fact that we got to play more players. Yeah. I was gonna say like uh, especially like a game like Lords of Waterdeep, you know, when you're uh, like, oh, there's three people that go before I go again. I guess I won't just take everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's nice to have that strategy too of like, okay, you know, you're not just expecting what the other player is gonna do. You're like, okay, well now I have to see what these other you know two or three people are doing and you know adjust accordingly, which. You know, sometimes can get lost in those games where you're playing, you know, two players. Well, and I've played Lords with more than two players because, you know, that began the addiction Mm -hmm. when I played with people at work. So I think I've played that. How many people can you play that? Five? Uh, Yeah, five with the base and six with the expansion. Yeah, I've played it five or six players. I can't remember. And I mean, it it definitely is different than playing two players. Mm -hmm. But it's been a really long time. So... But yeah, it was really nice to just play with different, play in person mm-hmm. because we've done Tabletopia. Yeah. And play more than just two people. Not that I don't like playing games with you, but. <laughs> yeah, I see how it is. She doesn't like playing games with you. That's right. No one likes It's not it. that she doesn't, it's just that she really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, it was just, it was nice to be able to like. Because, you know, like you've, like you've said before, Dan, like you've been able to have board game like groups and stuff like that. You've been able to get together and stuff like that. And even if it's not consistent, you've, you've known what that feels like. We like, we unfortunately don't know what that feels like. You know, it's, you know, every once in a while we'll get together and we'll, you know, maybe Tracy will jump in with Mike and stuff like that. Uh, But most of the time it's just us playing. You know, so it's it's kind of sad. You know, it's like even even when we've you know tried to do stuff with like board game uh, board game uh, shops around here, it's like you know you just you can't. Unfortunately, you just you can't 
we haven't been able to get into this constant group mode, you know, because it's just like, for the most part, they don't have, it's not as... Like accessible? Yeah, like accessible and also like constant, you know? It's not like one of those things where, you know, one of our game stores has a Wednesday night meetup for board games, but that it's not usually the same people. And a lot of times it's like, when you see it on Facebook, it's, well, you know, come play games. Oh, one person has said maybe, you know? And it's like, I I don't want to have to go you know, to this game night, if I'm not going to be able to play with that many people, if I just go and like, Oh, Hey, here, you know, bring your board games or we have the same six board games we've had since 10 years ago. It's like, I, I don't care. I want, you know, I want to have an experience if I'm going to take the time out of my day to, you know, try to do a, you know, a board game hangout, you know, I want to have an experience. I don't want it just to be something I can do, you know, here, or, you know, something that's just not super exciting that is not worth my time. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even, like, for me out here, it's... I mean, I get a lot of that, too, because it's a case of... There is the groups, but it's just the timing of everything, trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unfortunately, that does not always line up the way that I hope for. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that I don't think those places at times are often is concentrated on that kind of thing because they don't make money off of that. They make money off of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and things like that. They don't seem to, at least around here, they don't seem to focus on people coming in to play straight-up board games. I think either. Yeah. Well, because they, cause those aren't moneymakers yeah, for them. And that's unfortunate, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a, like that Hexen Company is perfect because it's got... You know, it's got the accessibility of playing all those board games. Plus, it's got a nice little cafe, too. Like, I've even seen, I've seen some of the people that were in there, and I'm like, they don't know board games. They just want to have a coffee and sit inside and, you know, be on their computer. And they had to pay for it, but still, like, it's, you know, it's something that's quaint and something that Yeah, they well, can, and I know. think they were reserving tables for later at night for Magic or something like that, I think. Right, Dan? Yeah, D- I think it's a D&D night there. Yeah. Like we were at the RPG tables. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and that gets people in there too, but I mean, I think they have some, obviously it says that they have something going on there between all the different board games they offer and all the different board games they offer to purchase and all the people that, because by the time we left, that whole place was full Mm -hmm. and all those people paid to play Yeah, whatever they wanted to play. Yeah, like it it does fill up pretty fast over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like our board game shops are like what we experienced when we went to, what was that place that we went to? Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. You know, we went in there and all of a sudden it was like a big Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, tournament and that's it. And that's what we experienced. You know, that that's the money makers for these shops, you know. And, and unfortunately, you know, the most people don't take the time to be like, okay, let's try to build this you know, try to build this thing up to where we can, you know, keep it constant and keep it this big thing that's not just, you know, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! and but Pokemon. They, but they even, even at that place, they had more board games than our place would have to purchase. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Granted, we haven't been there for a while, but they definitely offered a bigger, better selection than our, because our place is like stupid, dumb, like... <laughs> 10 games or something yeah i think and it's like it's like games that are just so for even for even for this hobby where you can forget things in you know a couple of years like it was just stuff that's like 
I've, you know, this has been on the shelf for years. Like, nobody cares about this game. Why do we have it? Why do you have it? Well, here, but, you know? but now between Yu Gi Oh! Magic and now this place is also converted into like um, pinball machines, also. But like, you can only play so many pinball arcade games there, too. So, I mean, it's like a hodgepodge uh, between those games and. Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic and yeah, and then the twenty people that want to—not even twenty people, the two people <laughs> that yeah. want to play board games. But yeah, yeah, is I think it has to do with like identity. It's like what you know, what what do you want to be? You know, what do you want to be known for? And I think that's maybe why this you know why that shop is not exactly warming for the board game community because it's just kind of a hodgepodge of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it it seems to be mainly a Warhammer slash Magic slash you know organized play area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. But it was like we each did find a little bit of a uh, lucky deal and a secret gem when we were checking through those board games, which was nice. Yeah, Absolutely. That was cool. Yeah, when you when I saw that you got that uh, Carcassonne game, I was like, wow, I never even heard of that. That looks like fun, you know. So it'll be cool to see what you think about it when you guys actually play it. So. Yeah, which will hopefully be this weekend if uh, if everything can actually just work out well for a change. Nice. So, That's awesome. <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> it is Sunday. Unfortunately, even during vacation, it just never stops. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't. It was tiring. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So here's a little question for you because I know I don't want to get into it too much, but like you know, I I know that you had had kind of had a little bit of like a like a board game burnout or whatever, you know, did us being there like help it a bit? Did it, did it keep it the same? Did it, you know, make it worse? I mean, how do you, how do you feel now? Is it, cause I, I understand, like, I know we kind of talked about it too. Like, like, you know, that like, there are some things that you're just like, I just, these things I'm not going to play anymore. So I have to limit what I have, you know, but yeah, you know, did I, it help? I, I... Well, actually, once you guys left, we just set everything on fire. Oh, so nice! It was much nice. <laughs> well, you looked very good for everything being on fire. So I pre- yeah, it was nice and warm, and you know that's what those flames um, were right. behind you. Yeah, it actually it did help out a bit. Um, you know, it's like trying, like I said, the biggest thing for us is like trying to find that time because with Kim's schedule and like local groups, you know, the way they work out, it's been really rough lately to get anything solid. Yeah, but. Um, still trying out, like, you know, on Sunday mornings, you know, even though Kim has work later, we get to get, we try to enjoy a game or two together. We did a little bit of Aeon's End Legacy again, which was nice. Nice. We, you know, we started doing a little more Hanshu again, because that thing is great, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to playing Hokkaido. But yeah, it, it's, you know, it's just like really the biggest factor is the time is the hard part, but also in realizing that and knowing that not every, you know, I'm not going to be able to play everything. It's, you know, it's not going to be the other way, because there's always new stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? I decided to, um, I put like over a hundred things on the trade list, which was, it, it it does feel kind of freeing in a way. I will admit that. Nice. It's like, ah, oh, yes. Now I like, you know, hopefully I won't have to pay for those other things that I want, but don't need. Yeah. And then people will take the things that I have, but don't want. And then, uh, you know, maybe we'll all be happy at the end of the day. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Well, it does make sense. Cause it's like, again, you, you know, you only have so much time in the day. You might as well. You might as well shorten up your what you have to, you know, and then you could focus on those games that you love. You know, you don't always have to go, well, you know, I love this game, but, like, this other game's been sitting here forever, so, you know, maybe I can give it a chance. And then you play it, and you're like, well, that wasn't that great, so why did I give it a chance, you know? It's, 
you know, there's only so much time, unfortunately, in a day, you know, as we get older and stuff like that. So you want to, sometimes you want to make it count. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, be able to play that game and be like, well, you know, if, if that board game experience sucks, then, you know, fine or whatever. You know, we, we don't have as much time as, you know, we did when we were younger. We could just throw caution to the wind and play whatever. So sometimes you have to kind of be, be smarter about it and, you know, make those decisions better than you would. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, trying to make sure that every moment you get at the table is a, is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What was your what was your best experience about us us gracing our leaving. presence with you? Probably leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, man, when it happened, when I saw you I close able... that trunk and said, yeah, "I'll see you later." Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I was able um, to sleep in past seven. Yeah, it was uh, just like going to Hexen Company was great. Also, like doing like the little tour of the board game stores, like you know, the fact like anywhere we we're like, let's see if there's anything close by. That was pretty fun. Yeah, definitely that hidden gem with the uh, the Carcassonne, like you know. Uh, well, I God, I can't remember the name. Like the um, the newfound land or such was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you got you found architects there was great. Yeah. Well, like, after you know, especially since you're so mad about yeah. After we passed it off and we didn't buy it at Hex and Company because we went to another store and couldn't find it there, unfortunately, which I'm not going to talk about. But uh, well, I, I will note that apparently uh, Tracy and Kurt were very disappointed in the complete strategist. Uh, <laughs> It was hard not to feel disappointed for them because, man, oh, man, I, I was like, I bought a mini there. I was like, this is, ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it is unfortunate because before we went there, like, that's what everyone said. Go to the Complete Strategist. Go to the Complete Strategist. Like, it, I mean, they've got a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, do they have a lot. They've, Floor to ceiling, pretty much. Hey. Like, total chaos. Unfortunately, we looked for four games that they did not have. and that. Nor did they know what the games were. <laughs> So. I don't think. I'm not convinced they even knew what they were. <laughs> wow. Did they? Shots fired. For it's real, like, though. Oh, do you guys have Lords of Waterdeep? What's a Waterdeep? It's like, uh, it's a D&D game. Oh, the D&D books are over there. You no, had to no, spell it's... quacks for the guy, for God's <laughs> sakes. How do you spell that? No yeah. shit, dude. It's like, well, I don't know what that is. It's like, don't worry. It's only a spill the arse winner. It's like only one of it's like wingspan. I don't. What is a wingspan? Is it about planes? You're like, sure, why not? Well, <laughs> and th- when you had to start spelling, I was like, there is no way in hell they're gonna have this game. <laughs> I was just like, I'm out. I like, I checked out of that place when when I'm like this. That one kid didn't. Ugh, bear, don't get me started. <laughs> But also, yeah, playing Quacks was great. That game was really awesome. Like I said, the lucky finds at Brother, um, Brothers Grimm was great. Well, you found um, something in uh, regarding Thrive, too, didn't you? Yeah, I actually found an edition of Thrive that I didn't even know existed in the wilds, like outside of the Kickstarter. So that was cool. Which was ultimately, yeah, it was ultimately very cool. Um, besides that, you know, it was, it was like, oh, and uh, I also I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up a Keyforge deck. I'm feeling lucky. And Kim was like, don't we have four steel decks at home? I'm like, don't sass me. And, uh, and I picked up one, and sure enough, it was a four horseman deck that I picked up. So I was very happy for that little find. Nice. Well, didn't she? She must have thrown them it in your brain though, because I heard her ask how much they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like because the thing is, like, I was like, oh, you know, do you want to get one? And uh, she's like, oh, I don't know. But ultimately, like I said, it's like I'm hoping that the next time you guys come, uh, get to visit the New York part. That your New York stay is only when we're sleeping at the house, and most of our time is in New Jersey during like Dreamation or Dexcon, because that would be ideal. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's how we get all the game plays in. That's right. Guaranteed. Do that, or 
If it doesn't happen to be that timing, it would be just a day at Hex and Company. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Screw Times Square, man. That's what I say. <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> Who wants those Nike Max shoes anyway at Foot Locker? No one. <laughs> Except for all the people that were standing in line. That's dumb. Sorry, well, anyone. selling something big. Nike Max people. Yeah. Actually, I think they were selling uh, Quacks Quinlanburg there. That's why the line was so long. Yeah, there you go. Well, then I would have gotten in line for that. Actually, I think I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna squeak in that I think the what made this trip all worthwhile is when we were playing Dinosaur Island and Tracy was supposed <laughs> to give Dan two dollars and for some reason took a one dollar coin and made a weird face like is this what I give you? And I was re- trying to barter. Okay. And, no, you were not trying to barter. You were like completely confused and it was the funniest face ever and that seemed to be the joke of of the weekend the week. yeah. and Lo- week. logan to this day still will do that with yeah. dollar bills or anything that he has in his hand there were a few things yeah it's a silly stupid thing that uh will probably live on forever with us whenever <laughs> whenever <laughs> giving somebody something that's right and uh, what? that's what makes the moments at the table so good when you actually get that like that little inside joke that only you guys get and everyone else is like Okay, jerks, let's just keep going, please. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> I don't is know that... why they think this is funny. Yeah, exactly, yeah. as the people are listening to this. It's like, oh, yeah, wow, point. you gave him a coin. Hilarious. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> uh, this just this just means that uh, Dan and Kim owe us a trip over here so we can have some fun, you know, while we're over here, too, and we can get some good gaming and stuff like that. Because we don't have any, like, awesome attractions or anything, so we can just stay here and play games all day. We do. Yeah. We, Not. We'll do I mean, a Games by James Day, and then everything else will be there. That's right. Sold. Yeah, we were driving on, like, one of our busiest roads, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like a piece of cake. Boy, I've never missed this place so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind a few days of peace and quiet. Oh, so. yeah, dude. This would be it. That's right. All right. Hopefully we can make that happen by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Well, we're here. But until then, if anyone wants to talk to me, you, or anyone else in the MFG cast, how would they do that? Yeah, that's right. You go to the MFG cast on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can visit D Wyatt on uh, Twitter there. Uh, what else? What else can you do? You can give us a call at five 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 five. Go to our Facebook page, MFG cast. Right. I said that already, but thank you for Did that. You? Uh, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Lack of sleep. That's just more. More. Hey, uh, Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. Yeah, that's right. that's right. We post a lot of cool games we're playing. That's right. A lot of cool pictures. A lot of cool topics and stuff like that. Yeah. And we'll get on our regular schedule here pretty soon. Even though we'll be, still be super tired from driving, seventeen hours, eighteen hours, or whatever. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Kurt. This is D. Wyatt. And this is Taz Racy. And this was your MFG cast, eh? <laughs> Kurt, I don't know which one to shoot. Yeah, like, like literally, it was a lot better before, and now I, I don't think that was, I don't think it's a, <laughs> and I don't think it's a New York accent. I think it's just like her like putting hey. her mouth a certain way. Hey, and this was your MFG. <laughs> That's even worse. What are you eating? A muffin? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and this. What is it? MFG cast, eh? <laughs> no, oh, that's like... Good lord. All right. Uh, good there. lord. Goodbye for now. Okay, bye. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.